This is the Balancing Act by Security Compass, your guide to going fast while staying safe in today's digital world. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining today's podcast of the Balancing Act and our special series of Leaders in Product Security. I'm delighted to welcome Jason Chrisman, the Vice President and Chief Product Security Officer for Johnson Controls. Johnson Controls is the global leader for smart, healthy, and sustainable buildings and the architect of Open Blue Connected Solutions. Jason leads product cybersecurity strategy and the Johnson Controls Global Product Security Organization in its mission to manage risk and create value across the company's diverse portfolio of intelligent building technologies and solutions. In this podcast, you'll learn about product cybersecurity and the emerging role of the chief product security officer. The podcast, in case you've got a link to it and you want to know where the podcast series is being stored, the balancing act can be found at podcast.securitycompass.com. Okay. So, Jason, thanks for joining us today. Glad uh, to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to, to jump into some questions here. So, t- tell us about the role of the Chief Product Security Officer. What are the core responsibilities? So, this role um, is a critically important role, especially today, as more and more uh, software systems and products become connected. We, the community of product security officers, view this as central towards managing risk across the entire life cycle of a product, whether it be a software app, mobile device, an embedded technology, or anything else that's cloud-based. And so when I say the entire life cycle, that includes the design, uh, development, testing, and release of a product, all the way through operations, you know, maintenance, and retirement of that product. And you can't have a conversation about cybersecurity without including those controls and features that enable uh, privacy protection and data protection. So when you think about what happens in secure development, one of the very first things you have to be aware of is is how you look at your security requirements. You're going to be building a product uh, as a software manufacturer that's going to go into uh, a global marketplace. It's going to be potentially subject to regulations. Certainly, customers are going to want to buy a product that has security built in from the ground up. Um, So it's really important that you get the architecture, the controls, the features uh, correct, and that you take it through its paces. And some of the common activities that occur within this field that that a chief product security officer or CPSO oversees are are things like threat and attack modeling, how you manage supplier risk, how you integrate third-party components and make sure that those components are vetted, whether they're um, hardware or software or firmware. And then there's a a variety of different testing techniques from static analysis, dynamic analysis, interactive testing, penetration testing. And then before that product goes out the door to the customers who are going to deploy it, um, you want to make sure that there's good, clear hardening guidelines uh, and that you also, as a responsible software company, capture a bill of materials. So what's in that particular release of your your product in the event that there's a future issue. But it doesn't stop there, right? We all know that security risks occur, and that means you have to have a good security operations team um, that are managing vulnerabilities, fixing and patching. Uh, when there is a, a vulnerability that you properly, in a coordinated way, disclose that vulnerability uh, to the world, um, and then you run any particular incidents that arise through what's known as a, a product security incident response team. Um, we also have tools that are really important for automation throughout the secure development lifecycle. Uh, And of course, in the end, it isn't just about the technology. It's about how you communicate, how you market and brand yourself, how you respond to the customer's needs, the soft skills, uh, the ability to be responsive to either governmental or customer compliance audits. 
All of those factors come into play when considering the role of product security. Yeah, and it strikes me that those last few are, are really critical, probably the kind of thing that uh, differentiates a role like this from some of the other cybersecurity roles. So maybe along those lines, what are the top priorities of the chief product security officer? Well, first and foremost, uh, I would say you're, you're here to assure the customer's mission, right? You're developing a software or hardware product that's going to be used by other people, other entities, and they are depending on your that product to be effective, to have high availability, to not uh, present any additional risk to them. So focused on the customer's mission, and by by having that uh, focus and orientation, what you're really doing is reducing risk. You're helping them achieve their business outcomes. Um, at the same time, you're helping to preserve and create value in those products that you sell. And relationships matter. Um, when I think about what needs to happen internal to a company to make product security effective, it, it isn't that you can manage centrally and just say, you know, with dictums, go do this. You have to have close working relationships with the product teams, with the field organizations, with your legal team, uh, with your procurement organizations. And so having those relationships matter for driving change across your organization. And finally, uh, innovation, right? Product security, yes, it's about managing risk, but it's also about being innovative and driving the best quality product you can into the marketplace. So if I think about all that and total, and particularly the, the starting point of assuring the customer's mission. It's really a customer-facing role that's quite interesting. And so again, along those lines, in your view, how does the chief product security officer differ and complement the chief information security officer? Well, the two roles are very much partners in managing security risk across both the, company, the company's environment as well as the customer environments. Uh, yes, the CPSO has a little bit more externally focused orientation in, in helping customers manage their risk based on whichever framework they use or set of controls they orient to. Uh, but the two functions are, are complementary and they have to work together because risks spill over. This isn't where we operate in silos. An adversary doesn't care about what my mission responsibilities are versus the the CISO, they see a, a way to move laterally within an organization from an IT network to a deployed product, they're going to do that. Uh, and so that's where we have to work closely together. Um, there are some similar functions. Both organizations, both roles have a responsibility for governance and risk management. Both of us want to monitor for compliance, uh, drive good secure architectures, have an instant response program, and of course, integrate and automate everywhere we can. Uh, but there are some additional key differences, right? So we talked about having a risk view that's more externally oriented towards the customer's mission and impact and the framework that that customer has. But then there's also strategies and priorities that align to that risk view. So my focus is making sure that we release and support resilient and differentiated products. We do, we do incorporate standards, but then above and beyond that standard, we want to go further, make sure we have the best most secure possible product with the right kinds of features like dashboards or interoperability or other capabilities that matter to the customer. So it's about maximizing value, minimizing uh, burden on our own developers so they can have speed to market, uh, and overall improving the developer and customer experience. In the area of budget, um, naturally the, the product security budget is tied to product strategy. 
and the kinds of risks that you are presented with. It's also tied to market demand, uh, regulatory compliance. Um, and those costs aren't just centrally oriented in, in my budget, they're spread across my team as well as many of the product teams. So the product teams have to obviously plan for what features and capabilities and controls implementation they're going to have to work into that product. Um, there's stakeholders are quite broad in the CPSO view, right? I've got folks that uh, I interact with quite closely in the engineering side, but also sales, suppliers, integrators, and of course, customers. Organizationally, we have a central governance and coordination function, uh, but a lot of the work happens in a decentralized way down at the product teams and in the field with our technicians who are deploying products into the customer environments. So in that sense, um, you really have a broader view of what's going on across the entire set of activities in a company. Um, in the area of PCERT, I mentioned product security instant response team earlier. Those are a lot of the same things that you would expect a CSERT to do, but it also has you know, the responsibility for working fixes into your own products that you manufacture, working the coordinated vulnerability disclosure process, uh, and publishing what's known as CVEs. Um, and then finally, I would say one of the last differences is, and just beyond cybersecurity in general, you really need to understand product development, the sales process. And, and if you're a manufacturer that's involved with control systems or OT, you really need to know how embedded systems operate. You know, that's an interesting distinction, particularly the last couple points you, you said there. Just in my experience, the enterprise security space, you might sometimes interact with sales uh, within the company, but largely insulated from the, the go-to-market. But it, it seems in product security and especially the chief product security officer role, it's a really important skill set and knowledge area and something that you don't usually get from uh, working solely in back-end infrastructure. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. So what advice would you give somebody who's just starting with product security? Well, this is an exciting area. It's a great opportunity to make a real difference in, in how you improve the technologies that affect um, daily life, right? Whether it's a product that's going into, for us, it's building management systems, uh, heating, ventilation, air conditioning, um, security cameras, and the list goes on. Everything that goes into a building. Or it could be a software app that, that your company manufactures that's used on uh, endpoints. Either way, in this space, you really have the ability to design security in from the beginning, right? That's where you can make a difference, you can differentiate, and you can have a real um, uh, impact on how that product brings outcomes to customers uh, across that life cycle. I would also say that it's a great opportunity to develop your technical and interpersonal skills you're going to be, it's not a back office job. You're going to be working with a lot of different players across the entire spectrum uh, of how you bring a product to market and how you deploy it and how you support it through end of life. And, and really it's about improving that experience uh, on a daily basis for customers, developers, everyone inside the company who is depending on having a successful product. And in particular to the industrial control space, how does product security differ from other areas? or other verticals? Well, so um, for, for us in the control space, uh, industrial control systems and OT, operations technology, these technologies really do, they're the bedrock of what's used in critical infrastructure in the places that we work, where we live, where we play. It's the physical world. 
And when you're talking about technologies that can have a real impact on the physical world where life and safety and security are involved or energy efficiency, which is really an important area uh, for many um, governments and, and companies today, and, and just to drive better life experiences, um, the stakes are high, right? We're doing things that we're not creating an app, a game on a, on a mobile phone. We're creating technologies that uh, are part of the critical infrastructure of daily life. Yeah, it's interesting. My, my lens on it, just talking to people from a variety of different industries is that industrial controls and payments, just the small number of industries that are really taking a, a, I'll say, leading view of product security, I think are setting the precedent that other industries will follow over time. And I think it has a lot to do with this real world physical impact for the, for the case of the industrial control space. You're right. And there's been increased attention by adversaries and hackers uh, of all sorts in the OT and ICS space. It's, it's lucrative. They know that um, municipalities and states and governments and everyone depends on these. Uh, if you look at what's going on in some parts of the, the country around the uh, snowstorms, right? You can lose power, right? right. And, and so you got to make sure these things are resilient. And the last thing you want is to have a vulnerability that can be exploited by, by an adversary. Yeah, for sure. So, so what role does competitiveness play in product security? Well, I mean, product security does leverage good standards and models, but you always want to be able to drive value and differentiation um, for your product, for your company's offerings. And, and so it really becomes part of, of your customer success strategy. If your customers are looking for a certain level of outcome to drive their success, you want to, again, create and preserve that value. You don't want to open up any potential exposure for that customer. And so differentiation for me means security features, um, getting your product cert cybersecurity certified, making sure you, you go above and beyond uh, regulatory compliance. You've got that improved resilience and you're achieving those business outcomes. You're making it a better experience for your customer uh, so they can focus on what matters most and that's their mission. Yeah, that's so important. Just looking ahead to the future, what other changes do you see coming in product security? Well, we've had uh, some recent incidents like SolarWinds and other supply chain risks that have drawn a lot of attention uh, to how products are securely designed, developed, deployed, and supported. And, and so you're, you're seeing that increased attention at the, the highest level of, of company leadership. You're certainly seeing it when governments and highly regulated customers are saying, hey, I operate critical infrastructure. I, I'm going to start uh, holding you, the supplier, accountable. So there's going to be increased focus on product security more than there ever has before. But at the same time, that increased focus is good because it's going to bring more capability. So one of the things that's always important to a product security officer is driving automation, leveraging better tools, dashboards. Uh, making it easier to, to measure your success with real well-defined key performance indicators and metrics. In the past, years ago, we didn't have a lot of tools or capabilities to do that. It was more based on maturity models. Now we're getting into that uh, quantitative view, which is so important. And of course, because the risk is higher and, and more of the marketplace is waking up to that, they're going to expect a higher degree of assurance. They're going to start demanding that you've got third-party attestations or security certifications for your products or your operational platforms. Got it. Well, that is super interesting. And I think that there's some great trends that are happening that are going to mean 
ultimately better safety and, and security for all of us. So I think that industry is going in the right direction. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners, Jason? Well, uh, this field is, is growing quickly. It's a rewarding area to work in. You gain insight and experience in many different disciplines and technology sets within, within a, a company. Um, again, I mentioned before, you, you, this is really not a back office job. This is something where you're out front. You have the opportunity to solve some really important and complex challenges. It does demand people skills uh, and that you use your skills in both technology and communicating to coach product teams, to coach the field teams on, on how to properly deploy and support those products. Partnerships and collaboration are really important. Um, and of course, there's going to be a growing demand for more product cybersecurity professionals. So if you're looking for something exciting to do that's rewarding, there's hiring happening all across the board for this particular field. So we're hiring. I know many of the, the companies out in the field are hiring and driving increased value into your products starts with having good resilience and, and good security. Great. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for joining us today. It was very insightful. Oh, my pleasure. It's great, uh, great to be on your podcast. So this concludes our podcast for today. You can learn more about how Johnson Controls manages product cybersecurity risk at the Johnson Controls Cyber Solutions website, which is www.johnsoncontrols.com slash cyber hyphen solutions. We want to thank you for joining and we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Want to learn about what Security Compass has to offer? Check out securitycompass.com slash demo for a free demo today. Want more of the Balancing Act? Be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts for more episodes.